welcome back to the Lenny John Rose podcast. I'm Charlie Lenuri. And I'm Ash Edwards. This podcast is brought to you by journalism students from the University of Central Lancashire. For more content, follow at UPlan Live and at UPlan Journalism on Twitter. This week, we're joined by Len's older brother, Fran. But to start things off, Len, how are you feeling this week? I'm okay, not bad at all. Um, my hand function is um, getting worse, so I've just been um, fitted for a um, head control for my wheelchair, which is great. So basically, I just sort of move my head forward, back, left, right, um, in a full circle if I, I so choose. So I'm, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting that on for real now. That's really, really quite cool. Um, what have you been doing? Have you you've been working on your book as well, right, this week? Yeah, well, I, I finished the book uh, a few weeks ago. So the last two or three weeks have basically been um, securing the um, copyright and publishing rights, making sure we've got the right publisher, making sure we've got the um, the correct amount of, of books that we want to order and all that stuff. So I've got a little team behind me who are helping out. But, uh, yeah, so um, contract's been signed, ready to go now to publish and hopefully... It'll be released maybe by September. So we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm sure Fran will be running to the shops to buy a, buy a copy he, straight away. He will certainly not be getting a freebie, so yeah, I'll have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know why I'm because I'm absolutely slated him in it. So yeah. to you. Yeah, no, I'm just looking, just looking forward to it. I've told everybody about it and all the nice things you said about me inside it. So yeah, bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. So, Fran, when did you first find out about Len's diagnosis? My, I don't know if he's told you the, the history. Well, three, three, maybe four years before, uh, we had a cousin who died of it. Uh, I don't know if he's ever mentioned that one. No, uh, no, she, no. She was only 51, was Catherine. Uh, and I didn't really take, not so much of an interest, but I didn't really, I wasn't really aware exactly what it was, uh, MND. But I do remember her dying from it. I do remember being very ill uh, for, for a little while. And then when I then first mentioned that, uh, he thinks something might be happening, and he thinks it might have been uh, Morton Neuron's disease, I just scoffed it straight away, saying it can't possibly be. Uh, he then said he went to the doctors. Uh, they said it's unlikely that he's had he's, he's got it unless somebody in the family's got it. And then I mentioned to him that we had uh, and that Catherine had died for three uh, three years prior. Uh, from then on, I think you took a bit of a downturn, didn't you, Len? Uh, um, after well, that. I, well, no, I think there's more like, um, I, and again, I don't want to keep referring to the book, but it's in there how I spoke to a couple of people who had said, oh, no, no, you can't possibly have it. If you did, this would be happening, that would be happening. You said the same thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, the things that you said would be happening were happening. But, um, I mean, I I uh, kind of shielded, if you like, it from you and the family for quite a while. So, uh, again, this is like sort of breaking news. Um for quite a while, whereas you were asking me about it, I already had it. And I was going, no, 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 not heard yet, not heard yet. So um, a lot of that, so the sort of the downward spiral that you talk about was because probably from 
the first time we mentioned it together, it was only um, a sort of a, a month or so after that, or maybe that I was diagnosed. So, um, or maybe a few months after. So, a lot of the time we talked about it. I had already known about it. But you never, you didn't know about it. So, um, so that was it. So, um, like I said, it was a way of shielding the kids and my family. Primarily, it was the kids, Patrick and Elizabeth, really. But um, yeah, I think that was the hardest thing for me to um, be saying to you. No, I'm fine. I'm sure we'll find out all that. And you were going, yeah, we are right. There's loads of things that could be. And we're going, yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. And at that time, I kind of already knew. So um, yeah, it's this is the way that it was really. In answer to your question, though, uh, I found out when I was taking my dog for a walk by the docks, and he just said, "Look, I've got something to tell you." Uh, and I must admit, it was just just a blur from from the moment he told me. Uh, and I was just I could hear words coming out, but I just I just couldn't digest it, couldn't take it in at all. Uh, I remember going on, just not saying a word, just going going on. Uh, just saying hello to my wife when I got in, uh, and then just wow, just that must have been a shot then. If you went home and said hello to your wife, that yeah. doesn't normally happen. <laughs> but it was just, oh, it was just for for days and days. I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it uh, for days. And I'll be honest with you, I still struggle now. I'd, I'd rather, although it's, you know, we do talk about it sometimes. I've, we just rather just talk about the things that we used to talk about because I still struggle with it now. Uh, but f- definitely for those first few weeks, it was just, it was just very very difficult for me. Uh, and I d- actually don't even know who I'm feeling sorry for. I don't know if I'm feeling sorry for Len, myself, uh, his family. I just don't know. It was just it just felt like a bereavement. It's, um, yeah, it's probably. I mean, it's kind of. It's weird, really, because for me, I'm kind of here, and I said this in an interview a while back, everyone sort of thinks of the end game. They think about how bad everything's going to be. And if you kind of, I hate this phrase, really, if you do sort of live for the moment, if you like, you kind of don't feel that bad about it because um, the moment you tell somebody something about this, and, and I'm not trying to be clever because I was the same myself, um, automatically think the worst and that is all that goes around in your head um, and I sort of you know you two guys are on sort of Twitter and I go I ought to say look I'm having a good life don't feel sorry for me I'm actually I'm fine um, and anything physical I said this last week anything physical that stops working is it's really not a big deal um, for me it's about my mind being quite active and and coping mentally and I'm totally fine so um I get it when people say I feel bad I can't I can't um sort of get my head around it and and still feel better about it but ultimately and this is not being blase ultimately you all could die before me you could all go out and get by a bus tomorrow so you've spent days, weeks, months, whatever, feeling sorry for someone because they're going to die. We are all going to die. We just don't know when. So, um, I don't, yeah, I I don't want to sound clever, but I don't want people to um, 
feel sorry for me because, no, like, like I said, sorry, uh, it's not, I, I'm used to it, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't even think it's supposed to go on and on and on. I don't even think that uh, it's you I'm feeling sorry for, really. It's just the whole situation. I hear, you know, I go out uh, and people, you're well known to people always, that's how you are. And it's, it's amazing how many people you know who know somebody who's had it or who's probably yeah. members of it. And then they all say the same thing. They all go, it is a horrendous disease. It's the worst. And they all say it. And so I hear what you say. At the same time, you know, you, you still, it's still I there. take issue with that, though. That is the worst ever disease. I do. No, I, I understand. But it's what people say to you. I mean, you're out. Yeah. You know, and it's it's dark. It's still, you know, you you deal with it. You deal with it in an incredible way. We spoke about this the other day. And you said, look, you can either deal with one way or another. Now you, you know, he was on about. I don't need to name names, but he was on about somebody you know who, from the moment he took it, he he just went the complete opposite to you. You know, you you took it on. You chose it. it was this person decided to let it, to, you know, take control of him? And uh, you're saying that he, he passed away. Uh, not long after, uh, and you don't want to go that way, and that's I fully understand and commend you for that. I think it's fantastic, but you know, people do still feel for you. It's just the way we are. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that. It's better to care than to not care, really. Um, but I do want people to also see that I'm not in loads of pain. I still get out and about. I'm still unbelievably irritating to the people around me. So none of that has changed really at all. So, um, no, um, it's one of those things. I wouldn't invite it around for dinner, given the chance, but we're here, we've got it, and I still have a good life. I, I really, really do. I'm not going to spend the next day, week, month, whatever it is, sort of thinking what are things going to be like. I have no idea at all. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to sound um, ungrateful either, because people have been fantastic with me. But um, yeah, I am. I'm fine. I am fine. As fine as I've ever been. You you mentioned there that that you sort of didn't didn't tell people to you know to shield your children and and things like that. And that's definitely understandable. Do you think that there was a part of you that didn't want to tell people because you were trying to cope and come to terms with it first? Because no, 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 not, not ever, not ever. I never, ever wanted to um, not talk about it because um, whatever I'm going through in my life, whatever it is, whether it's good or bad, is still part of me. So I didn't, it, um, it sort of, it, it felt like, because we weren't talking about it, it felt more like um, some sort of guilty secret, if you like. Um, no, no, I was open to talk about it. I think at times where I was um, inundated with with um, nurses and doctors and visits and all that, and some days I'd have to talk about it for hours and hours and hours. At the end of it, I was totally worn out. Like, please, I don't want to talk to me about it again. But other than that, um, the, keeping it quiet was was the most difficult thing ever. And that's maybe because I've got a big mouth for like talking. Also, <laughs> I just find it really, really hard. I think that's really, that's really good to 
to sort of to sort of know that because for me it's it's kind of I couldn't imagine what, I'd, what where I'd start or anything. I think that shows kind of what character you have, and from what I know and who I've spoke to, you know, it really shows that strong character that you have. Um, and you know, I think, I think shows... it's because um, I really have got no feelings at all. I'm quite dead. <laughs> I am. That's it. That's it. He's so, already uh, Yeah. <laughs> There's certain people who think that I'm like on the spectrum, so um, yeah, that's all it is. No feelings, so uh, yeah, easy to get by. But yeah, I know what you mean. So Len, we've spoken to so many people, and Fran kind of alluded to the fact that he knew a bit about MND before he, before you kind of told him. Um, but did you find yourself when you did tell people, um? Did you find yourself having to explain what the disease was? Because it's not really something that, you know, is common knowledge. Well, I'll give you a small insight into how little is known. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but um, uh, I used to fall over quite frequently. I fell over once, broke my hand, went to the hospital, spoke to the doctor, and um, he saw a lot of my notes and said, oh, I see you've got MND. I went, yep. And you, he went, well, what is that exactly? And wow. I sort of went, okay. He said, um, is that what Stephen Hawking had? I said, yeah. He was right, what is that? does it do? So I went, okay. I said, basically what it does is um, you can't speak after a while. You can't move, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then you die. It went, oh, okay. And that was it. So um, I think that if he, in his profession, didn't know, that we are struggling, really. Yeah, that is definitely quite worrying. Did he, did he fix your hand okay? Did you come out unscathed? Um, he gave me a strapping. I kind of, I'd broken it about two weeks before, so he said it healed anyway, so yeah, it's fine. I broke my hand about five times, so I'm fine. <laughs> I'm used to it. You're used to it. You've spoken brains. Yeah. So, I want to talk kind of with you again, going back to the early days when things were a bit gloomy. You talked about it kind of, you feeling like a bereavement and you're not sure if you were actually, you know, feeling worried and, and sad you know, for Len or if it was for the future and, and, and your relationship with, with him. How did you manage to help Len and Nate cope? How did you, you know, get back? Just, uh, I remember, it was hard at first, very difficult. Actually, it was probably the other way around. He probably helped me cope. And I think him helping me helped him, if you know where I'm coming from. So it just like give me just I learned so much more about MND through uh, Len than what I did through through anything else. I mean, you can read books, you can hear stories, and a lot of them are, are tragedy stories. What you what you hear, I spoke to our Len, and there really is another side to it. Yeah, yeah, just just to, and then you just see strength of character come through. And as regards dealing with it on a day to day basis. It really is still like that for me because I know our end rather we didn't talk about it, but for me, I just see something else happening. Every time I see Len, 
he, he somehow deteriorates. And it's just, and it's every single time I see him. So it might be, I mean, I haven't seen him for two months, you know, since lockdown, just before lockdown, weren't it, man? Yeah. Uh, wow, yeah. Did a job at his house. Uh, and I know that the next time I see him, there'll be a difference in him. Uh, you hear it through his voice. I hear it in his voice. Sometimes it sounds a little bit better than others, but gradually it is getting worse. So I got as regards dealing with it, I'm dealing with it on a day-to-day basis, to be honest, because he's always been my best friend. He's always been, you know, the person we've always spoke forever and a day. Uh, and he's always been the one person, not necessarily you go to talk to about your problems, but just the person we talk about, or talk to on a regular basis. I don't speak to any of my family members as much as I speak to, to him. And, and gladly, you know, that's that still continues to this day. So it's a day-to-day thing. It's not just something I've dealt with and just moved on. Um, I think Nadine, she struggled. I know she struggled initially. Didn't really want to speak about it. That was her way of coping. I guess the same could be said for me. Uh, there are dark times, don't get me wrong, so I'm there and then the adult time, and I think I just, I really just don't want to talk to my wife about it or or just anybody about it. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, and then, and then there's just others, you know, when I, when I say stories of other people who, who were coping with it, we was looking at uh, a girl the other day, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, on, on Facebook, uh, and just how courageous she was. And then it just, it just brings, for me, people like him, the much more inspirational, him, the girl what we spoke to earlier there, there's a few other people who, who go around campaigning. They are just an inspiration. So that side of it, that helps me. Uh, but it's just something will always be there, not in the back of my mind, in the front of my mind, it will always be there in a sad way because I feel like I've been robbed, really, of sharing good times, outside times together. So day-to-day thing. Yeah, it is. It's so it's hard. It is hard that, and that's that's normal, obviously, and perfectly um, understandable. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it is tough sometimes. I've said this a few times. I genuinely believe that a lot of it is more difficult for other people than for me. So um, yeah. Sorry, mate, caught over with that one. Fran, just uh. Just to ask um, two things here, uh, Len, go, you know, he obviously goes into his clubs and uh, you know he talks about MND and he, he spreads that awareness. But um, but he also, you know, he's also done his voice banking. You know, what are your thoughts on on those two things? Obviously, I've never heard of voice banking. I didn't have a clue what it was. Uh, he never told me anything about it at all. I listened to the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that really was the first. That was my introduction to voice banking. Uh, listening to him and uh, Stephen Darby, who was it? He was on yeah. with him. Stephen Darby. Stephen Darby, yeah, and just listen to to those two. And that's really the, you know, that's the first I'd really heard about it. I still, I mean, I still, Ellen did try to explain to me, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the dumb one in the family, so I've struggled to to take in the information. I, I I say that because that's what Ellen calls me all the time. Uh, but I still I thought I'd say that you are. Um, not quite as intelligent as the lowest of the low of people that I know. I would never ever call you dumb. Right, okay. Same thing in my eyes. 
But uh, yeah, that was the first I really. He did try to explain to me, but that's the first I really heard about it. I don't exactly know how it works as regards the uh, accent, dialect. Uh, you know, put it together. You know, yeah, exclamation marks, commas. Or I don't know exactly how it works. So it'll be interesting to hear, to be honest. Uh, when when he starts using it, you know, when he knows at the right time is to start using it. I just don't know. It's just all new to me. It's you, you know that um, you heard Stephen Hawking, didn't you? Yes. You heard it, right. Okay. So he obviously sounds like a robot, and I didn't want to do that. So I do. I record so many phrases. Um, they store that in the computer, and when I talk, that will come out very, very similar to my own voice because they've got my voice on there. So uh, that's all it is. Right. I'll explain to you when we've got a few weeks, don't worry. <laughs> do you find Len keeps a lot to himself? I mean, diagnosis, voice banking. Is it one of those things you're like, oh, I, I didn't know you were doing that? Yeah, uh, I, I don't think intentionally. I think he just, you know, we'll just go on the floor, we'll chat, we'll just go we'll just from one subject to another. Uh, but this, this, this is so much I've missed this during the week. There's so much more going on in his life than what there is in the everyday person's life. So we'll go on there, we'll chat about something, and it's usually quite interesting. And it could be about the same from what we talk about over a number of times, but it's usually interesting. So before you know it, now we're all done. Uh, it's time to go to bed, and he's probably just not had time to tell us that particular, you know, that particular thing, what he's been doing up to. I don't think it's intentional that he keeps it uh, from us. No, 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 it's not. It's because, and again... I don't want to sound blase. I don't think they're a big deal. I don't, I don't, um, you know, obviously people on Facebook put a message on that they're making a cup of tea, stuff like that. I don't think this stuff is a big deal at all. It's the stuff that I've got to do or I choose to do. Um, don't necessarily think it's all interesting. I would never, ever have thought about, um, sort of doing a podcast or writing a book or go, even going on Twitter as people that ask me to um, because I'm quite a sort of, believe it or not, quite a private person and don't necessarily give myself to other people. So, um, and I've got no real intention of um, sort of sharing my innermost thoughts with people. So that's basically all it is. I think underneath it all, I am a bit of an introvert, but I know every piece of what I'm good at and what I'm not. Um, but no, I'm not I'm not sort of deliberately um, elusive with information. I just don't think it's that interesting, really. I don't think it's a big deal. I learned so much, so, and if I learned so much from it, then, you know, when you not even this, not even realize you're spreading the word when you're actually out here and you're doing your podcast or you're doing your radio people are learning things with the same complications what you have or the same you know disabilities what you have people learn things all the time so yeah without probably realizing it you know you somebody will learn something from you i, just I think kind you need to of just get that now i do i get that now and i almost feel that um doing things like this and Giving people information is almost a duty, really, because and, and if I can, I hate sounding wishy-washy, but if I can 
help so people relate to it um, or come to terms and, and don't do anything about it, then that's wrong. So now I understand all that, but in the past, I would just have gone, nah, can't bother, got me on life, do this, do that. I won't hurt anyone in the process, but I won't go out of my way to share things that I can. Um, but now things are different, so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, really. Fran, how hard has lockdown been for, you know, you and your rest, rest of your family? Because you mentioned there you haven't seen Lynn for, uh, you know, quite, quite a long time. How was that for you? Uh, we, we talk a lot, me and Ellen. So, and, you no, know, in that respect, it's not really been too difficult. I, in my job, I do get to go out quite a bit because I work for social housing uh, and I just have to go down and do the, all the emergencies. So I do tend to get out two, three, four times a day. So I'm not finding it anywhere near as hard as others. Uh, but for me, not at all. Like I say, I can speak to all them on a regular basis, which I, I do. Used to see my mum often, but she's been away for. She went away in February. She just literally just came back last Saturday. Uh, she was stuck in I say stuck, but she was in uh, Barbados because she wasn't allowed to come home. So I've not seen my mum for a while, but that's mainly because she's been stuck in Barbados for a while. Uh, and the people and the family I generally go and see is Len or my mum. And like I say, we do speak anyway, so it's not been too hard. What are your plans for coming out of the lockdown? What are you looking forward to and how are you going to do it? I don't know if it's tricky really because um, I'm still quite... I'm one of those who think that maybe, maybe we've come out of it a little bit too soon. Um, I mean, in that respect, I'm not going to suddenly, suddenly go out just because I can. So um, I think I'll still mainly stay in. I'm not desperate to go out anywhere at all. Um, I'm going to be quite cautious, really, because if nothing else, if I'm going to die, which I am, it's got to be from MND. I will be gutted, gutted if I die of COVID-19. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't really want to get something else uh, to finish me off. So um, I'll be quite cautious, really, um, and then we'll wait and see. Well, at some point, I'll have to uh, venture out there, but um, it will be for quite a while, yeah. I should be my little cautious self, not taking risks, not doing anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, the, That's how I live my life. The cold pint at the bar is going to have to wait a few more weeks. Told you, red wine, warm, room temperature. I was much as that's like. <laughs> you have to keep drinking at home then for a while. I think oh, that- yeah. to finish off thank you to Fran Len and Ash for joining me this week you can find us on Twitter our handles are at Ash Edwards 2000 at Charlie Neary and at L John Rays and for more content please follow at UCLan Live and at Journalism UCLan on Twitter thank you to all the NHS staff and key workers for what they're doing in these challenging times please follow the advice we've been given stay safe and we'll see you next week for another Lenny John Rays podcast Thank you.